Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every film from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, the high, and now I'll introduce you to the low. And I'm Dan Jeffrey, and it's funny you say that because I was just low watching this film, Hendo. Just low? You weren't high at all? As opposed to the high and low. And I, was, I was just low. Coming down from your high? Of what? Having not watched the film? <laughs> And today we're breaking down Akira Kurosawa's high and low. All right, Dean, trivia is going to be a bit small today. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, I so I I finished watching this film like 15 minutes before I came over because I fell asleep last night watching it. And after I watched it, I was like, oh, I better brush up on some trivia on it. And I was like, oh, sweet. There's like 10 things to read. <laughs> I looked at it. I'm like, is this enough? Let's go look at Wikipedia. That's even worse. Okay, well, let's, let's figure out what we can do here. High and low or Tengoku to Jiku. It's terrible. Tengoku to Jikoku. <laughs> nice. Much better. Which literally translate to heaven and hell. That was the original title for the film. Yeah. It's a 1963 police procedural crime film directed by Akira Kurosawa, starring Toshiro Mifune, Tatsuya Nakadai, and Kyoto Kagawa. Yeah, that one of them who isn't Toshiro Mifune. Tatsuya Nakadai? He's in all the Japanese... Pretty sure he was in Harakiri as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Was, he yeah. The, was he the main main guy? I think he was. Because Tatsuya Nakadai is the detective in this movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But he's in... Yeah, I think he's in Ran or Rashomon. Yeah, he's in all of them. Yeah. Loosely based on the 1959 novel King's Ransom by Ed McBain. Cinematography by Asakaze Nakai, who's got one Academy Award nomination for Ran. Very nice. Oh, my mistake. It is a dual cinematography here. Cinematography was also done by Takeo Saito, who also got the nomination for Ran. So they worked together on multiple films. Is that what you mean? I don't know if they did multiple films together, but they definitely did these two at least. Well, that would be multiple, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant multiple other films that I have not mentioned already. No, no, no. Just these two. Okay. Yes, these two then, Dean. Nice. So after the film was released, kidnappings were on the rise in Japan. Akira Kurosawa himself had received threats for the kidnapping of his own daughter, Kazuku Kurosawa. She quoted him as once saying to her, with high and low, I wanted to inspire tougher sentences on kidnappers. Instead, I was criticized for their increase. That's that's weird. Why would this film lead to increased kidnappings? Because I bought it front and center. But what? Like, they get caught. Maybe there's people out there going, well, I see, I can see this guy's mistakes. I can do better than that. But this guy was really smart. To a point. He got caught. I mean, because the cops were like geniuses. <laughs> yes, they were. They're very smart, these detectives. <sighs> anyway, most of the train sequences were shot live on the Kodama Sugar Express. Most of the extras were actually just passengers sitting in the train. Okay. So in 1999, did you read this one? No. I Ma- mean, I read everything, uh, so yeah. Martin Scorsese announced that oh, he would yeah, be directing a remake with a David Mamet r- screenplay. And in 2008, he announced he would now just produce it with Mike Nichols helming it, but this is all just still in development hell and nothing has been talked about since. Yeah. Do we need a remake of this? You don't need remakes for anything. Just leave them all alone. I mean, Highlander would be an all right remake. Could do a series on it. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time to look at the history of High and Low in the IMDb Top 250 list. This has uh, varying degrees of high and low, I must say. The first entry was on the 1st of April in 2006, right at the bottom. It hovered around that bottom fifth, I guess, uh, up until around 2008. It dropped out. It came back in early 2012 where it started to make its rise. But then that 25,000 vote rule came in and booted it off the list. So it had to t- it, it built up its time off the list, uh, gradually moving its uh, rating up. It came back into the list once it hit its 25,000 mark on the 11th of January in 2020 at its highest peak of 78. Since wow. then, it hasn't really moved, gone up and down one or two spots to where it currently sits right now at 79 with an 8.4 over 30. 
36,000 votes. Very high. Yes, very high indeed. And I'm very curious just how high you have this film, Dean, or just how low you really put this film. I wonder how many high and low jokes we're going to make in this. Hopefully, a the low, number a is low high. amount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Now, I, I guess we have to say this is our first time watching this film. It is. Yes. And watching a foreign film for the first time, trying to do notes. I think it was, I think I mentioned it on Harakiri as well. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And like it, I don't I don't pause nearly as much as I used to. I used to pause like every 20 seconds and do notes. Yeah. My notes have definitely tapered off. And like this, I'm sure I missed some things that were being written on the screen. I'm ho- I'm hoping that I picked up enough here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So can we just start by saying the opening discussion turns out to be pretty good, but my God, at the start, I was like, what are they talking about? My God, are they actually talking about shoe sales? This is so incredibly boring. And I knew you would think that immediately. But, but, I came to really enjoy this conversation. The whole back and forth about, yeah, we're going to vote out the big man president. Yeah, this was good. And the, oh, the percentage share of stock and control of this company. And they're all looking to to Gondo. Yep, Gondo. To, you know, back them. Is it King Kingo Gondo? Yeah, yeah. I, I've just called him Gondo. Yeah, I got Gondo in mine too. And you expect, honestly, watching this, you're like, yeah, okay, these guys are going to come together. Here's the story. Yes. All right. Yes. Oh, did you know the story going in? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think when I watched it, because, you know, peeling back the curtain here a bit, I watched this before we did our breakdown on Once Upon a Time in the West. So, and you hadn't watched it at that point. So, I don't think I knew what it was about, honestly. I think I went in really, really fresh. Yeah. So, I thought it was going to be this whole. You know, big business business, yeah. business battle with shoe yep. companies. I'm like, okay, all right, let's go with this. So different. But yeah. then he changes his tune. He's the one who's so no, he hates these shoes. He's so na- he he's, he's, he loves his shoe companies. Like, I want to make actual genuine products here. I will not go with you guys because this is junk. This is yeah. shit. I love the way he tears it apart. Yeah, so flimsy and terrible. I'm not doing this. So they turn yeah. back on him. Yeah, but then he goes, but you guys are right. The president's wrong as well. Yeah. He's like, nah, I need to, I need to, yeah, you're all wrong. Uh, he wants to make a very durable, stylish shoe that is very expensive to make. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, bold strategy there. Yeah, not, not the uh, business model people would go for. No. But we get some standard 60s treatment of women here. We've got the Mrs. Gondo introduction. Like, oh my God, there's all this yelling. What's wrong, husband? You wouldn't understand it's business. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. She's so lovely. This entire film, she's just the nicest lady. Nah, he gives her nothing. Well, like you said, it's that time, it's that place, it's that's how, how it was. But we meet Jun, man. And the way he... Sh- oh, are you yeah. talking about Shinichi as well? Yeah, and Shinichi. Didn't realise this was going to be such a massive point here. I love that it is, all right? I love that these guys are, like, doing their cap guns, like, bang, 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 yeah. bang. That cap gun looks awesome, by the way, like the pump action. No, what is that? He's loading it, but it's, like, firing. Yeah, they're, like, the... That's shotgun. No, okay. It wasn't a shotgun. It's okay. You have less idea than I do in that saying. I'll stop listening to you. Uh, But I like that you got one who's the outlaw and one who's the uh, sheriff. The sheriff. And you've got Gondo here. And I wrote this down because I thought. I've written this whole thing down too. I thought this is. Two on the nose, not to be relevant later. So I'm actually interested. I have, I'm reading as I'm as I'm talking here. So yeah. I'm actually interested if this does come back. So he tells the outlaw the outlaw boy 
Jun, his son, yes. hide and then surprise the sheriff, kill or be killed. Does that come back, Kendo? I thought this was just showing his personality and what, and what he is going to do. He's trying to teach his son, this is how you do it. And I thought this was how, because at this point I didn't know it was a kidnapping style. I thought this was still based on his shoe company and what he's going to be doing. Yeah. And that sets up him. Like, it's already showing what he's doing when he's speaking to his executive mates. Like, kill or be killed, be the one who's in charge. Mm. And you find out very shortly what he's already done, like, behind everyone's back in regards yep. to all the shares. He's going out and doing his own thing. He's telling his son, be in charge and, you know, make your own wealth. Like, Kill or be killed, exactly. Don't don't like uh don't take any shit. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's as as important as uh I initially thought it would be. Well, I feel like they're literally they're literally saying because all I knew about this was what you said, which was that it was a police procedural. And I was like, okay. And they literally talk about a sheriff here. Hide and then surprise the sheriff. None of that comes back. I really feel like it has a lot to do with the way Gondo handles himself. But the Getting a little bit ahead here, the Gondo character kind of disappears towards the second half yeah, of this film. Massively. Yeah. And I don't think it, it fully realizes its potential here with this kill or be killed mentality. Yeah. But we uh we get some more Kawanishi, which is his right hand man. Yes. So we we learn from he gets the call from so Gondo gets this call from Osaka Hotel yep. and tells him basically The plan's in place. Yeah. Plan's yep. in place. We just need this check. You need yep. to bring down this check and then he will own forty seven percent of the business. I thought Either- it was forty nine. No, it's 47. And it's very odd, right? Why not just make it 51, right? I mean, that's all he can get. Okay, it's a movie, okay? Just make it 51. All this 47, I'm like, so in theory, every single other member can get together and be like, well, we don't like you, so you're out. Yeah, but what's the likelihood of that? That's every single person. There's people out there who are in like 1% shares and things like that. But still, there's a chance. Just make it 51. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered me. Why? Come on. Because he doesn't have majority share and he's acting like he's got all the power when he can piss enough people off that he can get voted out still. I I think that's a a rarity. But this uh, this movie takes a quick turn, doesn't it? Yeah. Kids are gone out of nowhere and he gets a phone call. His son's been kidnapped. He wants 30 million. It's like... Fuck, all right, here we go. I mean, 30 million, though. It's so hard in these Japanese films where it's where they mention currency because yen is so different. And then you add in the, you know, 50, 60 year difference. I did read. I also was, read. It was on the trivia, wasn't it? The yeah. inflation to 2018 was $8 million? No, 2.8. Your memory's very poor. I mean, you just looked at it. I also just watched the movie. <laughs> Yeah, 2.8 million. So it's, you know, it's substantial. And it's like, okay, we've got a kidnapping movie here. He's got to pay the ransom and here we go. Yeah. But, but this is my... Excellent! The reveal that it's not his son. This one right here? This one right here is phenomenal. I had this as potential excellent. Yeah. And by the end of the film, it became... Excellent! Because there really wasn't a massive... Like, the train scene was the other potential excellent. Okay. But, no, like, this whole change... This is... This... This right here makes this such a different procedural slash kidnapping film than anything else. You have now have this huge moral dilemma. Yeah, that's what I loved about it. Yeah. And I love that we because we get we get his reaction of when it's his son. He's like, Yeah, yep. we don't have a choice. I'll raise him more money. Don't worry about it. We have to pay. We're not calling the police. Don't be silly. Don't be foolish. We're not doing this. We just do what they want. End of story. And then he walks out. I was like, oh my God, it's a friend. Yeah. And then you realize that the friend's dad is his 
his chauffeur and you're like, oh no, he's just said exactly what he would do yep. and now it's not his kid. And now he's like, And now oh, we shit. get the moment of, oh fuck, he is, he's in strife here because he was not going to want to pay this money. Because this will, like he says, this will ruin him. He will like, literally go bankrupt. He will lose his job. He will lose everything. Yeah. Lose his house. Like he's, he's borrowed against everything, which... Yeah, I it's mean, a gamble. He's, it, he's, he's it gambling. A gamble. What'd you make of the Aoki Shinichi's father? See, so he's he's basically been a a servant for his life. Yes, and his kid's life is in the hands of his boss. Yes, he needs to tread lightly here. Yes, he can't start going off at him. He is so pathetic. He has to be. I know. He's got no power whatsoever. He plays it beautifully. Whoever this actor is is just like yeah. But once he gets his kid back in the second half, he is on the he's on the burner. He's the one out doing everything he can. Yeah, because he feels so bad. Because it's his his boss. Exactly. This is his livelihood. Saved his son. But the police come. Chief Inspector Tokura. I did not get his name. It's the Chief Inspector. It's the detective. It's the Harakiri detective. There's cops and main cop. (laughs) Big cop. Uh, He's side side cop, mate. The bald one. Bald cop. Yeah, he's good. I like him. (laughs) Okay. But this kidnapper calls back and he knows he's got the wrong kid now. And it's not like a, uh, whoops. It's like, I know what I've done. It's like, this changes nothing. Changes nothing. (laughs) And now, because it's not extortion, because it's not his kid. So he can't even get done for that. That's just stupid. It's a technicality. It is extortion. But the wife, Mrs. Gondo, wants him to pay. It's like, yeah, of course we'll pay. Don't worry about it. It's like, what? <sighs> yeah, Gondo is uh, trying to explain why he cannot. But like you said, it's it's this humongous dilemma. Like, what do you do? It's such a, a fascinating change and twist on this kidnapping cliche. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's really good. I love that all this is basically one room. This whole first half is the one room. First 55 minutes is yep. one room. This, I thought, this movie is in two parts. I thought this whole movie was going to be in this room. I wish it was. Me too. Yeah. Because uh, we'll get to the second half. We will. The inferior half. It's not even a question. <laughs> no, it's not. I, honestly, because at, I think when the, the cops arrived, doesn't like a, a grocery truck rock up at the same time? I was so under the impression that because this this delivery van, okay, I looked at my notes, it's a delivery van, shows up and then the cops show up. The fact that we never see a cop car show up, I thought these guys were in on it. Oh, wow. Until it took me a little bit of time to realize they've actually come in this delivery van to disguise the fact that the cops have arrived. Yeah. I thought for a long time, this Tokura guy is like the head guy. He's he's like He's probably been hired by the shoe company to fuck Gondo up and get his money so he can't take over this company. I mean, that's the thing. How is the ultimate kidnapper not have anything to do with the shoe company? Because it's it's not about that in the end. No, I know. It's just the whole start is set up and about the importance of what he's doing business-wise. None of it's relevant. You can see where the... The inspirations from this movie head into the movie like Parasite. There's a definitely a very coral- very strong correlation of class structure and hierarchy in this film. Hence the title, High and Low. I mean, mm. you get, as you go along in this movie, you see Gondo's house just on top of this mountain, just overlooking this entire city. And you have this kidnapper who's in the lowest of the slums just staring at him every day. You see that, that structure. And that's basically the reason why this guy's done it so, is because you need to get you need to be taken down a peg. You need it to come down te- our level. It is a terrible motive. Yeah, it's got nothing to do. I, I, I mean, I wish, and yeah. that might be that might be because it's um, subverting our expectations. But it's like they set up this whole big shoe company at the start, which still plays in through the movie. Like it does, yeah. it doesn't go away. But I was waiting. I was 
waiting for the big, you know, needle drop of, oh, this is why he's done it. Because even like right up until the last scene, I'm like, do we even have a motive? And I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. And then he says what he says in the last scene. And I was like, yeah, oh. the motive the motive is you're rich and I'm poor. Yeah. You should be like us. I was like, seriously, that's it? Oh, every day I look and oh, my place was hot. And I'm like, fuck off. Seriously. That was such a letdown. Anyway. I mean, it, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. but Because I mean, I that was the one thing. I was like, okay, they have not told us why. And I realized they hadn't told us why because there wasn't a why. I mean, it's it's been showing throughout the movie, like the way it's been presented. The honestly, he's it, he's training to be a doctor. This is the slum, the lowest of the yeah, low. Yeah, apparently, he's a future doctor. Not anymore. I was like, oh my god, like ugh, this isn't the same. This isn't. You know, this isn't him being just a nobody. This is a someone. Like, he dresses like he's wealthy. He walks and talks like he's a somebody. And it's not a put on. Like, that's who he is. It's just he lives in a shit place. Let's get back on track. Where are we? What do you think of the right-hand man being so adamant that they are going to Osaka still with the money? And then the next day, yeah, I've had a change of heart. I don't think we should do this because he's fucking betrayed him. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a change of heart. Like he he got got. He no, got I know, but yeah. he's he's saying he's he's trying to cover that. Yeah, I don't think we should do it. I, I don't think it's right. And he's like, he sucks. And Gondor's like, you son of a bitch, you've gone to the shoe company. Yeah, I mean, what do I think? Uh, I mean, this guy's just out for himself. There's no there's no care factor for this guy. Ten years he's worked under this guy, like and drop, drops Gondo, him. And Gondo, to his credit, really does appear like. When he takes over, when he moves up in the business world, he's bringing this guy with him. Like, this guy is going to benefit massively from Gondo moving up. And he just screws him. Yep. Oh, so bad. Like, not bad from a movie point of view, just bad decision character. The fact that the right-hand man is walking out with the money and then you get Aoki come in. Like, Gondo changes his tune so much in this at this point because he's, he's so conflicted as to what, what to do. He At the one point, he's like, yep, take the money, let's go. Yep. And then as soon as he walks in, no, no, wait, 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 hold off. He's so confused. Well, Aoki is like on his hands and knees. When he begging. hears his kid's voice on yeah. the phone, that's when he snaps. He's like, no, yep. please, 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 I'm, I'm yep. telling you now, please. Yep. And like his wife says, don't worry, he won't let this boy die. Oh, man, that's such a guilt trip, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, it is. Yeah. You know, like, it's in, in his mind, it's like, right, if I send him, I'm, you know, condemning this kid to death. I can't remember who it was who said it, but I think it was... They end up saying the thing that uh, it's the opposite of what happens in the end, where they say, if you do this and you let this kid get killed, like, no one will obviously respect you for this, and you'll, you'll probably go under anyway. Yeah. So, the fact that when he does actually save the kid and he becomes an, an icon, like, he's yeah. he's praised for his shit, for the things he did. But business-wise, he loses. But the business itself, the, the shoe business starts going under, too, because they're like, fuck you guys, you, you, you've you thrown him out on the you yeah. know, on his feet for something he did, you know, for, some, for the right, doing the right they thing. They should have looked after him. Yeah. Like, this company should have, no, from but, the jump, but because they him. found out from the right-hand man what he was planning to do, yeah. they can't. Yeah. But he wakes up the next morning, and he's made a decision. He's not paying. That, that changes, doesn't it? <laughs> no, he won't pay. And I was like, eh. I think he will, mate. Yeah. And his rationale here, I love this as well. He says, no, 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 no. I can't pay. I could start over, but you couldn't. You've been a rich, spoilt bitch your entire oh, life. Oh, yeah, puts it back on her. <laughs> and you would not cope without living this life of luxury. And she's like, no, no, <laughs> don't put this on me. I, I want to start again. Let me, give yeah, me I'm telling. I'm the one that's been care. telling you. I don't care about the luxury. Save this kid's life. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Detective Tokura does tell him, look, even if you're not going to pay, tell him you're going to. It gives us more time and we might be able to work something out. Yeah. But he's onto it. The fact that the kidnapper calls him up and he's like, why are you blind shut in the middle of the day? He's mm. so on point. You know, and, and that obviously lets off the fact that he is watching them. He knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So there's that uh, that shot that you, you see on the poster. Because I've seen the, I'd seen this poster. Poster? Yeah, the poster is- just the, look this poster the up. The poster is the three detectives hiding under the chair with the earpieces while he's talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. It gives nothing away. I have no. I look at that poster and I have no idea what the hell's going on. It's not a great poster. No. It's got binoculars on it as well. Yeah, because that's the do guy they, looking at them. Do they really hide uh, Mifune here? Oh, what do you think of Toshiro Mifune in this movie? It's what? it's completely different to what we've seen in every movie so far. I mean, I like when he yells and gets angry. He's very good. Yes. I mean, the character of Gondo in this first hour is great. Yeah. He has such this moral confliction and dilemma throughout this whole thing. And Mifune plays it so well. Yeah, he's so believable in every decision. Every time he changes his I'm mind. I'm going to tell you, I am so high on this film at this point. Yeah. Like, as I'm watching, I'm like, Jesus, I can see why this movie is revered. Hmm. I'm probably, I'm I'm high. I don't think I'm as high as you were. I definitely was quite high at this point. Okay. And it's funny you joke about it at the start that the high and low are the different portions of this film. It's it's kind of true. Mm. This this part is very high. And I'm yeah, the second half definitely does put it down on a lot. It's more than half, scale. right? It's yeah, like an hour and then it changes. Yeah, the movie goes for- Two and a half hours. Two hours and 22 or three minutes. Yeah. How smart is the cops are responding to the kidnappers- uh, demands for the money in two cases, and they get the most outrageous-looking cases they can find. Yeah, so clever. So then, yeah, then, and they also make it like yeah, they, it smells as well. Yeah, and, and they if puts, you burn it, yeah, if you burn it, yeah, yeah, they, they try. They, like you, you find out through this film that these detectives are very, very intelligent with the the police procedural work. They these put. guys are insane. Yeah. In fairness, they have basically an unlimited supply of manpower as well. But they, ha- but it's not like these days where you have so much like technical aspects you can do in it yeah. with regards to detective work. The stuff that they do in this film is like so minute and yeah. precise. Yeah, but let's get to the train. They get the call. Now, this is smart. I thought this was actually really smart from the kidnapper here. Yeah, he's he's planned this very well. Yeah, this guy's not an idiot either. I realize he gets caught, but he's very smart as well. Yeah. Like this way of distributing the the briefcases where just get on the train and then you'll get more instructions. Yeah. So no one can plan. It's yep. a moving vehicle. The cops can't plan anything. Yep. And it, he, he makes sure he gives him the instructions to get the bre- the suitcase that is that thin so he can just drop it out the one window that will open on the train. Yeah. 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 And once they realize what the plan is, they, they're handcuffed. They've got, they cannot do a single thing here. The no, best they can do is get some footage of what happens. No mobile phones. That's right. So he gets the money, gets away. I mean, it's the the crackheads who get the money for him. Hmm. And good job, you know, actually giving the boy back as well. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, when you go back over his motives, I mean, he has no reason to kill the boy now. I mean, his motives are to ruin, uh, shit, what's his name? Gondo. Yeah, and killing some random kid yeah. is not nah. going to do anything. No. Nah. So that's the, uh, the first half of the film, the first act, I guess. And then, it, yeah, we get to the police procedural part of it. Now we actually got to find this kidnapper, which is basically what they say. They're like, all right, now we need to find the kidnapper. Yeah. And the entire rest of this film is clue, act on, clue, act on, find the guy. 
Which is fine, it's, but it's just it's just not to the caliber of what we've already watched. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's get to some clues. Uh, paint scraping they found. Yes. And from that paint scraping from where they bumped into something on their way out, they were able to work out the exact car. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Impressive. Yeah. Mind you, there is also the aspect of what has happened with Gondo since as well. Like we've mentioned, like he, he loses his job. But he becomes like a public figure of pride and appreciation for what he did. Yes. So it's like it's a it's it's a lose win situation for him. And it was going to be the reverse as well. Like if he didn't if he did it the other way, yeah, he might have his fortune in his business, but he would be hated by everyone. Yeah. Like his wife his wife would probably leave him or some shit like that too. Can wives leave husbands back then? I think they can. They can just get up and walk away. The investors have some good lines though, or one good line basically when they're just like, "Listen, you foot the bill, not us. Mm. We want our money back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like that—that's not their decision. Like, if he's making this call, he's got to spend his money. Yeah, not other people's. Uh, but now we get one of the longest scenes in this fucking film, where the cops just this main cop just delegates every single little bit. They go through every single piece of information. I'm watching this like this is going on forever. My note here is while this has come to a grinding halt. Yep, I, I have become so disappointed with where this movie went. Yeah. Okay, they find the car 30 minutes later, and they are able to work out that it has fish on it. Okay. So they go to a fish market. Sure. I don't remember where that goes. <laughs> right? But I do remember, because they're listening to the tapes, and they hear the train, and they get a train expert to come in and determine it's at a certain place. Yeah, which is okay. That's fine. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure we've got Aoki taking Shinichi for a drive around to yes. do his own detective work. Yes. And this is where the cops who were at the fish market are driving around now, and they do bump into Aoki. Yeah. I thought there might have been like a... I thought these cops might have got grabbed by the kidnapper or killed. One of these would have been killed by the kidnapper or something like that. I thought there was going to be some more of that police procedure where they get the kidnapper, but he, he stops them. Well, I thought I thought maybe because they're like, oh, did you bring your pistol? And he's like, well, I'm not silly going up against a madman without a gun. And then you cut to Aoki and his kid just like wandering around. I was like, oh, okay. So something's going to happen with them. No. Nah, they just, they meet the cops. I was they, like, they catch up. okay, all right. The danger's gone. They're with cops with guns. We're fine now. And then, oh, Sunichi's gone again. Oh, no, he's been re... No, he's just up there. Okay, all right. No danger there Can you imagine either. that? You kidnapped again? Are you kidding? Surely you watch your fucking kid. <laughs> but they find the house and there's a couple of dead Drago bodies in there. Yeah, that was a good reveal where it's like, oh, the kid calls him uncle and auntie. Mm. And uh, yeah, the, when the guy puts uh, the cloth over his over his nose, I was like, oh, they're dead. Good. Now, this press conference, again, goes on for way too long. I like that they're like, listen, we're going to tell you everything, but we don't want you to print it. Just don't tell them. I was just like, oh. Just tell them the story you want them to print. Yes. Why? Give them the truth. Like Because you know so, someone's going to do it. There's so many people in that room. Yeah. You know someone's going to do the wrong thing. But again, just genius levels here. Just knowing that, right, okay, these people were drugged, right? Now, and they start going into purity of heroin and yep. what heroin addicts can handle. And they're saying, listen, they're probably used to doing 30%. These would be 95% death. It's like, oh my God. They print the article about the briefcase saying, can people please like look out for this specific briefcase? And this this sends the kidnappers, like, oh shit, I've got to get rid of these. Mm. So, I mean, it was more it was more print that some of the money spent so that the kidnapper 
thinks that they didn't die. But there was a picture of the briefcase in the paper as well. Yeah, and that. Yeah, Yeah, they're trying to make it look like that the Drogos are not dead. Yeah. So that he will go back to them to try and kill them again. Yeah, that's the whole plot. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we get to it later where they know exactly who it is and they just try so hard to get this guy. Because they want him to fry for more. They want him capital punishment. Yeah, they want him to, they want to get him for attempted murder, like watching him try to kill someone or, which is what happens, actually kill someone. Because they want to get this guy for capital punishment, they cause another person's death. Yes, it's true. I, I don't agree with, yeah, you, yeah, obviously you, in hindsight, but even- The ends as don't I, justify the means. Even as I was watching it, I was like, this is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. Like, just get him. It's not like the penalty six months. It's still 15 years. And even when they capture him, he tries to kill himself and they stop him. Mm. Like, they could have just not done this whole rigmarole, caught him, and he'd kill himself, you know? But it shows how smart and awesome they are. Yeah. yeah I mean, does it? They, they, let, they let this girl die. What did you make of the one shot of colour in this film? Uh, not justified. It was weird. I was like, oh, oh, it's pink. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Like when they say, yeah, when it burns, it goes pink. And it, if it was just black and white, it wouldn't be as effective. It stood out for me in a negative way. <sighs> All right. We get Kawanishi visiting Gondo here. He's like, listen, great news. Don't be so cold towards me. <laughs> I've done you this massive favor. I've spoken to the others and I've convinced them in my generosity. I've convinced them that you should stay. Oh, Come back. Such a top bloke. And Gondo, credit to him. He's obviously in a terrible situation. It would be so easy for him to go, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, I accept. Give me my old job back. Give me my old money back. Nah. He's just like, no, I will not be an ornamental executive with no power. <laughs> you are not a human being. Get it. <laughs> Insults. The cops are, are following uh, the kidnapper around. Like you've mentioned, he's already he's, he's tested this they tested this meth on heroin, heroin, drugs. They're all the same. Test the drugs on this girl who probably ODs. Further, you know, he's he, all he wants to do is see if it works before he goes and gives it to the other guys. Yep. And then he goes outside, and they're all watching him and. Gondo's there. And I thought, oh shit, he's gonna he's gonna kidnap Gondo. Nothing comes of it. Ah, oh, it's like he talks to him and then they he walks off. It's like, can I get a light? Here you go. Walks off. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that but was exciting. He, you know, he gets he gets caught. Like you said, tries to kill himself. Nope. Gets uh thrown in the slammer, gets the death sentence, and then we get the one on one conversation. Oh, hold on. What'd you I, I, I appreciate the speed you're going through this, but the junkie den, the drug den here. Mm. What'd you think of that? That's some great drugged out acting was going on here. From the cops? No, oh, from just the, from the actors in from general. The actors. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I thought that was like, ugh, great. Like that woman is just clawing up the wall. Yeah. I was like, damn girl. Jesus, all right. Well, not like uh, she's hot. I was like, damn, good performance. Ah, that's what that means, is it? Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, the final chat, shall we? Gondo is just so... Forgiven? Not Yeah, he's not Gondo. He's just so This whole moniker he had at the start of kill or be killed. I feel like he's almost thankful, to be honest, because he's like, yeah, I'm working for another company. Uh, yeah, okay. I can, I can do my own thing. The owners, like, chill with me. It's good. I'm going he's up against... He sort of, against... like, liberated him a bit. Yeah. From this, this corporate greed of a job he had. I think it has. Okay. Because he, he harbours no anger to this guy. No. And even, like, this guy's like, 
you know, screaming at yeah. oh, no, like getting pretty aggressive with him. He's like, why do you think we have to hate each other? I was and like, that's, set, that's setting him off because Gondo is not like down and out. He's not angry at him. He's like, yeah, hey, this is not what I wanted. But the difference is between them, Gondo's not acting here. Like this is yeah, who he is he's now. He's genuine. Whereas the other guy is just, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Do you think I'm afraid? Do you think I'm crying? No, I'm not afraid and crying. No, what he's are you talking about? Afraid. And he just starts shaking. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. This is this is what happens when you've uh, been in solitary confinement. Yeah. I mean, it's a small room for so long, uh, you know, it's the lights. And then loses his shit and starts screaming and that as the guards get him in and they shut shut the sheets on him. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Okay. Any last words? Final thoughts. Yeah. I mean, we've we've covered most of it. I yeah. thought the start was really good. The direction at the start, the like the framing of all these people in the one room and how they move around the room. I thought that was really good. Yep. Like you're actually seeing, you know, because at some point you got like eight people in this room and yeah. Oh, another bit where I really like the the framing is where you've got the drugged out guy. No, sorry, not the drugged out guy. The kidnapper at the bar and you've got the the two sets of cops watching him. Yeah. And you can see it all. Like it's this busy dance floor and you can see it all in the one shot every time, you know, the kidnapper turns around they they turn away yeah that was really good it definitely has its merits this film the back half really drops it like it's 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 not good i wouldn't recommend this not two and a half Uh, i will recommend this i'm not surprised the the strength of this first act is i was gobsmacked at how much i was enjoying this film it was like you said the kurosawa the acting the framing the setup of this one room the moral dilemmas these characters face the the shift that i did not expect as this went along it's it was really fascinating to you know think about that and, and how it is affecting everyone in that scene and how it would affect you if that was the case and i was really really digging this film when that gets resolved and then you get to the second act which deviates more into the like we said the the standard police procedural film it definitely drops for me but it's not bad either like i i was still intrigued as to what was going on i was impressed with how precise this back half was with the way everything was unfolding and the clues that was going on here i liked the progression of the gondo character and where that was going for him and how the moral dilemmas that he faced and how that created the positivities for him in his life it's just it just it's nowhere near as good as the first half it, it does drop it i i'm got a oh man the first half was so good damn good that i'm i'm putting this at a three and a half i okay. i would recommend everyone watch this still the 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 first half is so incredible the second half is fine that's what i'll say it's a good film kurosawa You've done. You've done okay with this one. Okay, Hendo. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, Dean. We're just going to sit on your rankings. All right. In looking at my list, it's two and a half, so it's going pretty low. My highest two and a half rated film at the moment is Sherlock Junior. You know what? I like this more than Sherlock Junior. Okay. <laughs> Let's just put it there. At my new number seventy nine out of what are we at ninety five now, Hendo? Getting there. Nearly two fifths of the way through it. Nearly at a hundred. We should make the hundredth uh, breakdown a an epic. Should we do pick number one hundred on the top two fifty list? I don't know what it is, so no. Really, you don't want to do bicycle thieves yeah pretty sure pretty sure we can leave that the, for now the 89 minute italian bicycle thieves i reckon that'd be a bit of a banger of an episode i don't think so all right you put yours at 79 i'm actually going to start it at 79 where i have another kurosawa film yojimbo and i think this is better than yojimbo and then it gets to a point i got, I got the next three films coming up here city lights the general and rebecca 
And I'm trying, uh, it's going to end up somewhere in here because the next one after that is Paths of Glory. And I think Paths of Glory is better than High and Low. So I'm just deciding where I'm going to put it in this little run of movies here. I'm actually going to put it at the top of this little tier here. So it's going to sit at just above Rebecca as my new number 76 out of 95. Very good. All right, before we continue, we'd just like to say this show is brought to you by our awesome, spectacular, fantastic, lovely patrons who've been supporting the show for coming up to three years now. Dean, with every week, it gets closer to three years. Closer to three years, and with every week, my heart grows bigger with the love that they give us, Endo. So much love. So much love that we love to take. We are in the middle of our James Bond series. We've dipped out of the Connery portion to the Lazenby portion for a week with On Her Majesty's Secret Service. We also released our patron-requested review episode on Highlander. It's funny, we get out of the Connery portion of Bond and go into a Connery Highlander film. Yeah, and then jump back into a Connery Bond. Next next week with our Diamonds of Forever. We just can't get Connery off the brain here. So if you're interested in checking out what we have to offer, just head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney. All right, mate, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is, and this could be it. Oh... We let our patrons break down the films that we review. And I am shocked that we actually got some reviews for High and Low. Why are you shocked, Hendo? Because generally movies like this that haven't been seen, that are like just come into the list, a bit old, a bit foreign. Sometimes we've just had no reviews come in. But we've not only did we get some reviews, we got some in-depth, well-worded reviews here. These are a couple of long reviews. What do you want to start with, Hendo? I'll start with Nerd Revert here. Clocking in at 2 hours and 23 minutes, this film does not feel like a 2 hour and 23 minute film. Other than a brief period following the recovery of Shinichi, it never really lags. The fact that nearly the entire first hour takes place in one location and still manages to keep you engaged is a testament to the prowess of both Kurosawa's storytelling and Mifune's acting. When they recover Shinichi, all the ultimate result of mistaken identity kidnapping, I caught myself wondering where we're going for the last hour of the film. King Ogondo's moral decision to pay up for the release of a child that is not his gains him praise as a hero while also ultimately costing him everything he had with national shoes. While the first half of the film leans on the moral dilemma aspect of doing what is right, the second half of the film plays out as more of a noir crime drama as the hunt for the kidnapper is on, all while examining the bottom rungs of the hierarchical ladder of societal wealth and providing plenty of twists and turns along the way. The first Kurosawa film for me that isn't samurai related also turns out to be my favourite Kurosawa film that I've seen to date. Five star banger. Wow. Damn, Nerd Revert. That's that's massive. Glad you love the film, mate. Yeah, good for you. Wish I gave it five stars. All right, next up from Jamie Russell. I have to admit that I struggled a bit with this. My man. My main issue is that I never felt that I got to know or empathise with Gondo's situation. We get quite a lot from him in the first hour, most of it showing him in unflattering terms as he initially refuses to give the ransom. Rather than exploring the moral dilemma in some detail, he appears to then abruptly change his mind. We then see very little of him for the next hour as the procedural elements take over the narrative. The social concerns of the film are clear, but apart from an engaging and visually interesting final scene, we don't get to explore much from the antagonist's perspective either. Undeniably, there are some very effective scenes, such as the train sequences, but I found some of it too ponderous and a little underwhelming overall. I'm certainly perplexed at the massive 4.5 score on Letterboxd. 3 out of 5. Alright, not bad. Thank you guys for your awesome reviews there. But of course we've got... Shane! Shane! High and low. 
So the high point of the movie is the first 50 minutes or so where they're on the phone with the kidnapper. The low is everything after that. Could not make sense of it. Didn't know what was happening. Bored out of my mind. And I mean, I was bored during the kidnapping stuff. But at least I knew what was happening. At least I saw a story with characters. Gee whiz, it drops horribly after that. Watching this movie, I was just thinking, who in their right mind in 2021 is actually sitting around watching this two and a half hour piece of shit film? And then I was like, oh, that's me. There are people out there. A lot of people who write five-star reviews for this worthless pile of crap. And I'm I'm just... I have no idea how someone can actually get any enjoyment out of this. The plot is basic, you know, till you can't understand it. The characters are wafer thin. The film looks like shit. It's boring. And it goes for two and a half hours. I mean, fuck off. This is worse than Dr. Strangelove. One star. Holy shit. Jesus, mate. Calm down. That's a classic shame review. It was good to listen to. That's awesome. <laughs> Holy fuck, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's funny as. No, thank you very much, Shane, as usual. Thanks, Shane. So, what's next? All right, Hendo, what are we watching next week? Next week, it is time for our patron-requested roulette, where we get all of our patrons to select a film they would like us to break down, and we randomly pick one. And this time around, it's from our awesome patron, Adrian. Adrian? Classic Adrian. I thought you were going to go with a Rocky voice then. Uh, I was sort of going for Friends. <laughs> he has selected a Stanley Kubrick film. What, are we, what Stanley Kubrick films have we done so far? We've done The Paths Shining. Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory, Doctor Strangelove. Is that it? Yeah. Those three? Yeah. Well, we're going to add a fourth next week with 2001, A Space Odyssey. What an interesting film to do, Hendo. Yes. Yes, indeed. Can't wait to add to the discussion with new thoughts. Because it, it feels like the discussion is very minor with this film out there. Yeah. And not a lot of people have actually gone in and like really dissected it down. And, yeah. You know, I feel like we can contribute a shit ton of what... <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if we'd watch this as like our fifth breakdown, how in-depth we oh would have Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. No, been. we'll just uh, we'll add our usual flair to it, and maybe, maybe that might contribute to it. But until then, thank you very much, everyone, for checking out this episode, and we will see you next week for 2001 A Space Odyssey. Bye.